Hello, everybody. Welcome to Dorm Inform. I'm Miles Hoffman. Here my dorm to inform you of the next upcoming artist in the music industry. Today, I have one of the members from neo-jazz funk soul pop group Reliably Bad. Originating in Greensboro, North Carolina, Reliably Bad has four singles that I felt deserve the attention of my listeners. I have Charlie on the phone right now. How are you doing, Charlie? I'm doing great. How about yourself? Pretty good. Pretty good. So... I was just wondering if you could maybe just introduce yourself, um, like where you're from, what your contribution to Reliably Bad is, and anything like that. Okay. Uh, my name is Charlie Sothcott. I'm the trombone player in the band, and I also deal with social media and, and writing for the group, and I'm from Raleigh, North Carolina. Awesome. So to start, um, where did the name Reliably Bad come from, and what were the motives behind the band's creation? Okay, so um, originally, our guitar player, Jimmy Washington, um, let me preface this by saying in Greensboro, um, there are a lot of house parties, <laughs> so bands will play in these tiny houses, and it's just a really intimate and crazy thing. Um, but Jimmy, our guitar player, wanted to have a band that would, would just play very danceable music, you know, stuff like, I don't know, September, you know, stuff yeah. like that. Um, so the group came together and at first it was just a for fun thing just to do that um, and we had our first show coming up but no no name um, so our saxophone player jokingly said like oh well we should be called the reliably bad band because like no one can show up to rehearsals on time <laughs> you know like people aren't learning the music and it just kind of stuck um, and the, the first thing we released was under the Reliably Bad band, but we've now shortened it to just Reliably Bad. I actually looked up on YouTube. You guys have a cover of Back Pocket by Wolfpack. And yeah. I'm, I'm a huge fan of Wolfpack. I actually am wearing one of their shirts right now by coincidence. Awesome. And I was just wondering, like, what are your other, like, inspirations for, like, your both your genre of music and just, like, overall motives so what's great about our group is there's, you know, an eclectic, you know, set of tastes. Um, we all come from such different backgrounds musically. You know, for instance, like, um, I know at least in the horn section, we're all predominantly jazz musicians. Whereas our bass player is a classical violin, violin major. That's what he was able to do. Our, our singer, you know, sings classically and plays piano. So it's a, we have a wide array of sounds coming together. Very, very cool. So I just wanted to dive into one of your songs at least, uh, especially, it, I love all your songs to begin with. Uh, all of your singles seem very uh, well thought out and there's a lot of complexity that's involved with all the different sections and uh, instruments. But I think especially with you and I, there was a lot of work done with that. And I was wondering if you could elaborate on a bit. Okay, sure. Um, so the writing process, our guitar player, Jimmy, um, had this thing for three weeks where every single person in the band had to write a song every week, or at least like the bare bones of a song, have some lyrics and a melody. And then we would, we would take from that, take from those songs and expand upon them. And what's cool about you and I is it was the first song that we recorded at this recording studio called Manifold manifold recording so it was like the first time us really 
feeling like professionals, shall we say? Because we used to just record in our bass player's garage, but this but this felt like you know the real deal. Yeah. Um, so we took it super seriously, and we had some help from Ian Schreier, our producer, uh, for that song. He helped us, you know, with ideas on how we could fit the song together in the best way, you know, for a listener. We're always playing locally. Um, the issue with going on a tour right now is that six out of eight of us are still in school. Wow. We can't necessarily just dip, but we have big plans for next summer. We're hoping to get into the uh, like jam band tour scene and hopefully have a little tour of our own, you know, be it like East Coast or whatever we can manage. I hope to be able to see that, even though I'm currently actually in Nashville um, for school as well. I'm from Boston, so I hope to see you guys live at some point, which would be great. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we'd love to get everywhere. We have two more singles that we've recorded that are going to be released uh, relatively soon, before the end of the year, for sure. Very exciting. I mean, this is just kind of like an interesting little thing, but our arranger, our saxophone player, he arranges all the, the horn parts and just orchestrates everything. But we're playing a concert with a school. We're playing with their orchestra. So that'll be interesting. And we're doing multiple of those. So I think we're just going to keep on, keep on pressing, keep on writing, um, try to play out as much as possible and just see where it gets us. In terms of where you guys are all right now in your individual careers. Right, sure. Everyone goes to UNCG except for the guitar player, Jimmy, who has graduated. Um, our trumpet player, Chris Sisko, he actually goes to NC State and studies computer engineering. And then myself, and I'm not currently in school. I just like play around, play gigs, you know, weddings, stuff like that. Um, but everyone at UNCG is doing jazz studies, I believe, except for Jess, who's getting uh, a degree in music education. Belmont University is very well known for doing what we call Belmont bands, where basically in the first few weeks of school, um, you end up seeing hundreds of freshmen just forming these bands and a lot of them end up flopping but then you'll get a few examples like if you've heard of the band coin they're one of the most infamous examples of a belmont band turning into really a fully fledged band that now goes on tour and such and i've seen you guys as a very similar example of that given that you guys started off in college and now you're um, hoping to expand on that in the future what would you say is like the most iconic story revolving around Reliably Bad, like you guys as a group. Matt used to have this minivan, and we would always load all of our gear into it to drive to wherever the, the gig was happening. We called it the Unreliable Reliably Bad Bad Band Band Band, or something like that. It's <laughs> a stupid thing. Um, and Matt locked his keys in the van right before the gig, and we oh, hadn't unlocked any stuff. So we had to get in, um, and it was basically everyone, you know, taking um, coat hangers, like unwiring them and trying to stick them through the window. <laughs> it was just a very long ordeal and a very silly ordeal that we should not have had to have had. Thank you for, for having the band or thinking of us, listening to us. It means means a great deal to all of us.
Oh no, thank you. It's the fact that you guys are the artists that come together and form incredible music. I guess I really would just like to say, I hope that I, we stay in touch and that I will continue listening to your music and everyone else who's listening right now, um, that they go check out Reliably Bad. I'm assuming on all streaming platforms. Yeah, on all of them, any streaming. So uh, this quote is from E.Y. Harburg. Words make you think a thought. Music makes you feel a feeling. A song makes you feel a thought. Thank you so much, Charlie, and have a great rest of your night. Thank you. You as well.